Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5's podcast. Liz and Tim have created the ideal conversation formula for them. Everything begins with what's on a 3x5 index card. It can be anything and it can go anywhere in 30 minutes or so. If allowed, they can somehow magically become connected by a single word. And now, today's unscripted and unpredictable conversation between two longtime radio friends from a remote location with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. You could go back and see these guys. Look, who, who is going to go with me? Who, who? He's hooing at me at, out here. Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5's and podcast. And we are, and who we're with. Ben? Yeah, just go ahead, Liz. Just walk all over me. That's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Thank you very much to Karen and Donald for showing us Who Haven. Yes. Who Haven is in the middle of nowhere, literally in northern Illinois. Yeah, because I passed the road like twice. I was going up and down Highway 75. I'm like, where is this road? You sort of have to know where you're going. And I was happy that right before I turned onto the road, a county snowplow did because last night we got some snow. Yes, we did. So yeah, it was did. sort of cool to be able to, you know, sort of ramage around the, the foxes and the owls and the eagles and the buzzards and the, the pelicans. snow owl. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. many cool animals. It's anything from a gigantic eagle, and I mean the biggest eagle I've ever seen. Hey, I do have a toast if you're interested in a toast. And we don't really run across these very often where the toast that we randomly come across mm-hmm. is so incredibly fitting okay. for what we're doing today, and we randomly pull these out of bags. Yeah, you you probably have the better one today. I know I'm you do. I'm telling you. Okay. This came okay. from Lucas in New York City. Okay. He lives in East Village. Oh, now okay. Ta- now take a listen to this and parallel it to whatever you want to. I'm going to do it in a New York accent? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> the higher we soar the smaller we appear to those who cannot fly. Oh, that is a good one. Holy crap. Say that again. The higher we soar, the smaller we appear to those who cannot fly. fly. That is a good one. Thank you, you, Lucas. You can apply that to neighbors and friends and social media and coworkers. I mean, think of all that. You know, when people don't realize the entire intensity of your job, let's say it's the boss, the higher you get up that ladder, your VP, your executive director of such and such. You lose track with the little guys. You lose track and vice versa. Mm -hmm. They don't know what goes into your job. And it's like, when I saw this, I'm going, holy cow, you know, we're doing Who Haven in two weeks. He didn't have any idea. You know, my brother-in-law is from Seattle. My niece is from Arizona. So I was able to educate them all. And, you know, Karen and the group... Years ago, and this is part of the whole education thing, they do 150 educational programs a year. Did that's, not know that. That's a lot of people. Sometimes you'll have five people in the audience. Sometimes you'll have 500. That's how wow. crazy it is. One time, our Rockford Photo Club uh, coordinated with Who Haven to be able to bring some birds out to um, Kieselberg Forest Preserve. You oh, know, yeah, that's, that's right down the street from us. Yes, yeah, that's yes, where yes. you walk, Katie. Yeah. And we did sort of a photo shoot right about sunset, so a beautiful background, barn owls and red-tail hawks, and just beautiful, beautiful birds. Well, of course, we're all just la-la about all the possible pictures we get. There was this little (laughs) bitty owl. I mean, he was... What's that one called? We saw a couple of them. He was tiny. He was so tiny. We saw the falcon. And the picture I took... When you look at that picture, you would swear that owl is two feet tall. Really? But he's only maybe five inches tall. Yeah. Not very big. And the way that we were able to photograph, and of course, everybody shares them, and the next time we had a meeting, everybody's bringing in their photos, and it was so much fun, and educational, and a fundraiser, so it sort of benefited everybody. Karen, what was the name? What kind of little owl you said? A screech owl. Woo! Screech! Screech! They sound like kids, right? How many ounces? 3.4. No, that's what amazes wow. me about birds is, you know, eagles are pretty good-sized birds. Oh, they were huge. Yeah. They were huge. And outside of the talons tearing your arm off, you know, <laughs> as far as being able to hold on to you, they are relatively light with hollow bones. But did you hear the little trivia thing that Karen and I yes, were talking I did. about? I was just going to ask you if you so, remember the so impress three everyone. things yes. that distinguish 
eagles. Mm-hmm. Okay, the white head, mm-hmm. the white tail, mm-hmm. and what's the third one? Gold beak. Yes. The thing that I ran into, I don't know how many days ago, but I was sort of thinking of bird stories as we were <laughs> going to do this because I sort of have that. I got notes and stuff. I found out that eagles typically have 7,000 feathers. That blows me away. Isn't that nuts? And then, of course, it's that whole process in Colorado where uh, if they find a dead eagle, then they process it through this center and they laser engrave certain serial numbers on each feather to categorize them all. Amazing. And when Native Americans have ceremonies or something like that or they need new headdresses or whatever the case may be, then they submit a request and it goes through all the governmental channels and that's how they distribute these eagle feathers. It's like, holy crap, some people just don't know about that. It's really sort of cool. I just found that fascinating. Of course, you know, if you find eagle's feathers on the ground, pick them up and hide them. <laughs> okay, I probably shouldn't, but anyway. Again, I could edit that out. No, you don't, have to, you don't have to do that because that's something I would do if I found them uh, not knowing. Because literally, I mean... If you do not know, you do not know. No, and that's true. And I would not have known. No, that's true. So I would have just picked them up and taken them home and showed everybody, hey, look what I found. And of course, me not knowing the difference between an eagle and a hawk at that point in time, I'd have just... Or a turkey feather. Or a turkey feather, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd have just said, look, it looks like a turkey feather. Or yeah. look, maybe it's a red-tailed hawk. I had a couple of turkey feathers on the dashboard of my car. And you were in my car one time, and you and you said, why, why do you why have, have this? Them? Well, now I don't, because I feel like I'm creeping people out. Because I, I said that? Yes. Oh. So, I, so I, picked up, I picked up a couple of turkey feathers at uh, Canyon Camp, which is the Boy Scout camp near Stockton. Yep. You've yep. done educational programs out there, too. And, and we did an episode yep, out we there. Did. Yep. And it wasn't necessarily that it was a bird feather, but what it reminded me of for that weekend. We were doing an extensive property improvement project that weekend okay. with just the neatest people and they pay us in slices of pie. Oh, I was going to say, know. in feathers? No, no. <laughs> and and that feather just reminds me. It's sort of like when you get a, a key tag in New Orleans. You know, you're oh, always yeah. going to remember that vacation or something. Or even though coffee it's, cup with your name on it from yeah, someplace. Yeah, even though it's a stupid key tag, it still reminds you of, of whatever you did. And those turkey feathers prove that for me. But now I've recycled them into, into my garage. I didn't throw them away, though. I think that's amazing. Yeah. What is the story that comes to your mind the quickest when you're talking about wild bird stories that you have had in the past? Uh, the turkey vultures that would fly around the backyard of my mom and Tom's house in mm-hmm. Alton, Illinois, because they lived right up on the cliff and they were overlooking the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. And they were so close. I mean, and you could look out the, okay, so mom had an exposed basement. So we're on the, we call it the swing room because mm-hmm. you could still see all the, the windows out there and looking out the back. And they are so close to the house. You could swear you could reach out and touch them, but yeah. you couldn't. But they are ginormous. Yeah. Have you ever seen a condor in no. Southern California? No. It's the first oh. time I've seen an eagle up close was here. How, oh, why really? would I see a condor? <laughs> Jeez. No. This has no, been a nice little day for you, hasn't it? This is it? amazing. My mouth, I'm, all I could say is, wow, wow, wow. Of course, I should be saying, who, who, who? Because that's what I'm hearing outside there, too. Yeah. You know, I was walking by one of the, the enclosures that we didn't go into, and I was hearing this little owl. That's when I was walking mm-hmm. in going, who, who, <laughs> yeah. And you couldn't find them? You couldn't see them? I didn't see them, no. Oh, I, really? Because I didn't oh. go over there. I didn't go over there either. I just stayed on the little path and, okay. and, and looked. Right. But, yeah. I was telling you about our fishing trips up in Hayward on other episodes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've told this story or not one way or the other, either privately or, or on an episode. But, you know, there's nine of us high school guys that get back together every year in Hayward. Yep. And it's all in the name of fishing course it could have been in the name in of quotes yeah, fishing. yeah 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 it could have yeah. been all in the name of eating <laughs> pie and we'd still get together in Hayward well before the tournament the muskie tournament started we just went out not too far from shore in three boats because there's nine of us we were just going to just sort of sit out there enjoy the day and maybe catch a walleye or a northern possibly mm-hmm. but you know if we didn't who cares so we just all happened to be very quiet the boats were relatively close And all of a sudden, here is this flapping right above our heads, like 20 feet above our heads, out of nowhere. And we look up, and it's two eagles (gasps) fighting over a fish that they had seen, which we had not seen, 
close to dead, you know, floundering uh, in the water. So, of course, the loser takes off flying towards the horizon. <laughs> the loser. And the winner circles back around, grabs that fish. And then, again, we weren't far from shore right. and ended up eating it in a tree that was dead and had no leaves. And, Unreal. you know, we could see it so plain and easy. Well, we are up there Sunday through Sunday. So this was Tuesday. And I go, guys, I can go home. This is why I came. I did not come to fish. Yeah. I'm not a fishing guy. You know, I mean, you have your camera with I, you? Well, no one could react. Oh. No one could react that quick. It was way too quick. Okay. Oh, wow. Some things are better in your head. Yes. And then other things, you want that image of it so you can share it with others and stuff yep. like that. Yep. But that just happened way, way, way too quick. My husband calls those freeze frames. Yes. And the freeze frames. I'm like, but I like freeze frames, but I want you to share them and I can't <laughs> zap into your brain to see them. You know? Well, I not can't. yet. Not yet, yeah. Well, Who knows? Give, that may happen later on. Give too. a little bit of technology yeah. and they put a chip in your temple and uh -huh. all of a sudden they. We don't need that. We don't need that. We don't well, need no, that. Well, maybe we do need that. No. Oh God, yes. no, that I would cut so. down the witness protection program <laughs> pretty sharp, wouldn't it? Well, I don't remember. Well, let's just uh, check your files here. Check and then, your chip. There You're it is. Check your chip. Check your chip. And that belongs on a T-shirt, doesn't it? Check your chip. Check your chip. <laughs> oh my God! And then when people ask you, you know, it's just, it's a it's a private thing. Inside it's, joke. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a it's an literally inside get joke. that yeah. inside joke. <laughs> but up bump. Man, nice. I'm good today. I am really good. Hey, you know, you're you're. Uh, <laughs> flying eagle thing reminded me of something when I was driving to Hannibal I count the number of hawks that I see in the trees and on the sides mm -hmm. I saw more than 10 which is the most I've ever seen mm -hmm. in one way down and that's what four and a half five hours down and then the one that I loved was on the way back right in front of me and it kind of shocked me a little bit because it was not very far like I don't even know how far how far is like from us to the, to the door six feet no, the other the door. The other door. Yeah, you like have to 12 be more feet. Specific. Yeah, that outside door. If you want 12, numbers. 15 feet, something yes. like that. This <laughs> hawk came flying down. It picked something up and then went away. But I'm like, I'm driving the car and I'm watch, looking at it and watching it. And I'm thinking, oh God, please don't let me wreck as I watch this beautiful bird. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah. They are my favorite. I mean, as, a, as yes, hawks. and uh, Eagles are my favorite to photograph. But well, we don't have a lot of them around here. It's not like I live in Seattle, but they will sit still for a very long time. We live on the river, and you and you talk about sitting still. Yeah, right. I saw one sitting still, and I kept thinking, "Damn, where's my camera? Tim needs to be here. Damn, where's my camera?" Yeah, it was just watching, just but, watching. But the other the other birds, whether it be a blue jay or whatever the case may be, the the the, the aggravation factor for me is way too high. Now, there's other people that they know the settings. Rick Carner, for instance. Oh, You yes. know, another friend okay. of mine. They, they do amazing photos, and they know how to set the camera, and God knows how they get them, because I just have to applaud them, because they're they're BBs in a boxcar. Oh, I just, you I just, just can't, look at them. I we, can't catch up with them. Do, they, do you have a feeder? Do you have a bird feeder? Uh, we do. Do you mm -hmm. watch? Do they come? Well, my birds are sort of ugly. What do you mean they're, they're ugly? They, There's they, no ugly birds. Well, no, these are sort of Even like... Even the crows are no, pretty. Do you no. see the, the luminescent wings that they have? They're oh, oh, black, Okay, blue. Liz, from a photographic okay, standpoint, <laughs> these are sort of brown birds, and they're sort of plain Janes. You know, it's not like I have peacocks. Sparrows. Well, probably, or robins. I don't have peacocks running through my front yard. I do have turkeys. <laughs> I do have a lot of turkeys. Yeah. One time I opened up my door just to go out and get the mail or put out the garbage or whatever, and there were seven turkeys in my front yard. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, God, I didn't get the memo. Why are you people here today? And they were scraping up my mulch around the trees. And I don't know if that's because they were starving or they're aggravating or they said, let's just... You know, looking for food. Play. I don't know what the deal is. We're so looking for worms. So anyway, my yeah. dog just couldn't give a crap about anything, and most dogs would chase after them and get them out of the yard. The turkeys. No. Yeah, Maya just looked like, oh, that's her nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, do what you want to do. Yeah, it's funny. Katie doesn't yeah. really do that. She has chased turkeys from a distance long once when we were out walking, but. She just sees them and she's like, nah, they, they fly. I don't, uh -uh. But there was one we've had, I've had hawks and we have had, like I said, we live on the river. Mm -hmm. So we've had an eagle and one came over and low enough that she actually saw it and was, woo, 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 you know, barking yeah, at it. Startled was just by it. Startled. Yeah. yeah unbelievable. Yeah. Have you ever gone down to the Nicholas Conservatory when they have, and they do it like a month at a time, once a year where they have the lorikeets? Are you familiar with those? No, the little no? tiny, no. Yeah. 
screaming colors. Beautiful, oh, beautiful, beautiful colors. It's like the macaw that's here. It's yes, beautiful. it's like that, and only small. Yep. And they're they're friendly. And, of course, they give you a little cup of nectar, <laughs> and they're all over you. It is the ultimate uh-huh. photo opportunity. Because, it's like the butterflies. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's what they do with the butterflies. And you're inside this glass box, and you've got all these lorikeets. And we went one time. I took some of my son's friends, and they were from the scout troop. We went to Anderson Gardens. Okay. It was starting to rain. Oh. And these kids did not want to leave. Now, these kids were maybe 12, 13 years old, oh, something wow. like that. Okay. But they were fascinated with the koi fish, which Who Haven has a koi fish here. Come on, guys. It's starting to rain. And we've got other things to do today. Uh-huh. So I took them down to the Nicholas Conservatory and the Laura Keats. And then we ended up going out to lunch at Chen's, a Chinese restaurant. Okay. And then we ended up getting Frosties at a Wendy's on the way home. (laughs) So the youngest of these kids, which I've known him for maybe two, three years, I think, at this point, Uh he goes, I I have to tell you. He says, first of all, thank you for the day. And I got to tell you, um, this is the first time that I have seen a koi fish. Really? This is the first time that I have touched a bird. This is the first time that I've gone to a Chinese restaurant. First time he had a Frosty? That's what I asked him. And oh. I go, please, Nick, please <laughs> do not tell me it's the first time you've had a Frosty. And he looks at me so indignant, like, well, do you think I've been under a rock for all these years? <laughs> of course I've had a Frosty. It's like, well, you know, that's sort of where I was going with this. It doesn't cost you any more or any less than doing any other activity. You just have to think about it. You yeah. just have to go, this is what I'm going to do. And speaking of that, here at Who Haven, donation, donation, donation. We need the donations. Donations are always appreciated. Mm-hmm. And you can go to whohaven.org. They've been doing this for 38 years. About 2000, the year 2000 is when everything sort of exploded. And again, about 65% of the animals that they have on premises are birds that have either been injured or they're malnutritioned or whatever the case may be, missing eyes, broken wings, whatever the case may be. A goose that was hit by a car. Yeah. You got yeah. that one. Oh, did I ever tell you about my hit the car with a goose oh, story? Yeah. Come on. It has a really good ending. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So I'm leaving. Is it work. out here? No. Oh, okay. No, this I is thought a, maybe I thought no, maybe you a, brought it here to Karen. No, this is a very long time ago. This is before I knew Karen. This tells you how long ago it is. Um, I was leaving work, and it was just after sunset. Okay. And these two geese thought that they could hit the small patches of grass that are in an interchange, you know, where you've got oh, on-ramps yes, yes, and yes. off-ramps. They're all turning around. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, right in the who, middle. Who would ever think mm. that you could actually hit that piece of grass? So, obviously, the one did not. I had a great big cargo van at the time, and he sort of rolled off my windshield. It was not a direct hit. So he was injured enough. Well, turning around in an on-ramp cloverleaf situation is not easy. uh -uh. So I get back to where he is, and he's clearly injured, and I had a towel in my van, and I'm going, oh, God. Any of my encounters with geese have not been pretty. Oh, no. They, they get a little territorial. They get a little nippy, you know, when you're on bike rides and stuff like that. I go, mm. I'm going to pick up this thing. This cannot end good, but I'm going to give it a try. So I sort of scooped it up, very calm. I couldn't believe it. And I go, oh, God, as soon as I get it in the van and then I get in the driver's seat and take off, that goose is going to go nuts. I just it thought didn't, this. It didn't, though, did it? It did not. It was hurt. It was stunned. So, yes, exactly. So I get on the phone with one of my buddies from Rotary, Jay, over at Brookside Medical. You're never going to believe it. He goes, no, seriously, whatever you tell me, I've heard it before. Mm. So I tell him the story. He goes, come on, bring it on up. No problem. Bring it on wow. up. So I did. It was after hours. And he's got a big farm. And he took him back out to the farm. So the on-running joke with Jay and I, when we took dogs and cats in, is how's the goose? <laughs> well, the answer is always the goose is fine. And I kept giving him crap. I'm going, you know, I think I brought him here right before Thanksgiving. Oh, no. So I know you've got this pat answer of the goose is fine. It's because the goose is not around anymore. And he goes, no, seriously, I don't care how much crap you give me. Seriously, we mended that thing back to square one. Good. And he's back in nature. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's too weird. (laughs) Because I thought, oh, no, it's Christmas goose. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That was just the on-running joke. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? Oh, my gosh. That's nuts. That's nuts. One of the most significant stories that I have in my head when you talk about wild birds. Yep. Uh, you know where the Sugar River Forest Preserve is, right? It's right sort of uh, down the road from here. 
not real sure, but I... It's not overly big. Okay. But they have a bird banding event there every year. You know, I saw some bands on the birds out here, and I didn't know what that was going to ask, Karen, what mm-hmm. that was all about. Mm-hmm. Is that just for, to identify the yeah. birds? so it's migration, uh, okay. identification, okay. and stuff like that. Well, they did not do big birds, this group, whoever they are, but they were doing the smaller birds... Uh, one that they were so happy that they captured that day, or not captured, but, you know, uh, caught and tagged it, was an Oriole. Oh, the wild birds. And, yeah. Oh, okay. And they're, and, wow, yeah, an Oriole. And yeah, so beautiful. screaming orange and so pretty. Oh, yeah. And it was very relatively calm, you know, so we got some pictures and whatever. But anyway, they set up maybe, I don't know, 50 feet of this almost like cheesecloth, okay. and it's maybe four feet tall, and it's about shoulder height. And when these birds fly into it, they drop into sort of a pouch type thing that they put down there. Mm -hmm. And then they gather them and they record the information and migration and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well, for kids, it's just plain entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a science thing. It's just, man, that's pretty cool. And then, of course, they let them go and off you go. I've always thanked Julie Thompson and Anne for inviting us to come along because we sort of didn't know what we were getting into. But it was a really, really fun day. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So I wonder if they've ever caught one of those birds that they banded again. Oh, they do. They do? They catch yeah. them again? Yeah, during the migration. And then they, they record so they know, hey, you know, we've we've gotten data on this bird two years ago or one year ago or whatever oh, the case wow. may be. Yeah. One thing about migration that I learned from Karen this last uh, summer is uh, they, they have this pelican. And again, he's gigantic he's huge he but he's so huge. fun his he beak is. is like three feet long yeah. it feels like you know gosh so everybody knows that liz is not a numbers i person. don't do numbers so I don't how know far how is it from here like to from the here door to here. and then she thinks my arm length yeah like, and then she thinks the pelican's beak is three know, feet long but it's huge i know that it beak is, is huge that beak is really is long huge. so part of her educational part with with this pelican and actually they had this pelican in the city council chambers. You know how it's a horseshoe? Yes, it's a horseshoe thing. They yeah. had it in there? Yes, oh. because they put in this portable fence to block off the horseshoe part of it. Okay. And he was fine, just sort of prancing around there while she talked. Oh, my god. Well, she was talking about their migrations. And, of course, this happens probably to a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. The migrations, the whole system was completely screwed up by Katrina. Oh, I knew it. Yep. And I'm wondering about this last hurricane, too, this last one. Oh, I bet they're all over the place Mm -hmm. so with what who haven does and you know not only is it just a cool location for us to come to today but again we want to re-emphasize that no matter where you are literally in the world we are now i think in 36 states and 14 countries Mm -hmm. we have listeners for our podcast there so look up whohaven.org by the way yes and you can learn about them you can donate if birds and animal rehabilitation Mm -hmm. is your thing and you live in florida and you contribute down there, well, there's somebody up here that could use your help too. So that's just sort of the commercial for Who Haven. I wish I would have known this when I was a little girl because Karen was saying that they do internships too. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh man, I would have loved to have done that to be an internship. S- were you looking for somewhere to sleep? <laughs> well, they have a place I know. to sleep. And I they know. I mean, it's amazing. Hell, I'd sleep with the animals if I could. <laughs> I would do that, seriously. <laughs> Who Haven, H-O-O. Not W-H-O. That's a good point. H-O-O. Yeah. H-A-V-E-N dot org. And by the way, do you know what the Owl's favorite musical group is? The Who. Uh. And you know their song? <laughs> who, who are you? Who, who are you? Hey, I just love that one. All of our faces went into our hands. When I know. She... They just went, oh, God, that's a groaner. Oh, yeah. But it's so true. Hey, you know, I did some homework. Oh, you always do homework. Man, I, I am a fly by the seat of my pants girl. I know. And those pants, <laughs> those pants are getting a little worn out. I'm just yeah, saying. These are. I my know. knees, you know, I split the knee on one of them. I d- <laughs> Which is a whole other story, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. So here's what I found out about eagles. And Karen and Donald are sitting here with us across the table. If any of these are false, just throw up a great big flag and I'll either edit it out or I'll, I'll retract. I found this out from the Alaskan Raptor Center up in Fairbanks, either Fairbanks or, or Anchorage, that eagles have an eyesight that is five times better than humans. There are 60 species of eagles. That one's true. I do know that. They fly at 15,000 feet. 
That's serious? insane. That is true. Yes. Wow. They also are the only bird to fly through storms, through active storms. Hmm. And they never eat something that's already dead. Ah, uh, that I did know. I didn't know that. I did that. know that. Yeah. yeah, I did know that. They have also been trained recently in drone control. So if you've got drones near an airport, for instance, Eagles. and people are not supposed to be doing that, and you tell them over and over and over, do not fly drones in this airspace, they have now got eagles that will take out drones. Serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my, I would think that any eagle would take out drones because they'd think it was a predator. Well. I would. I would I, think any eagle know. would. I don't know. Can you imagine what, I mean, you've seen, like, and the, buzz, like the people, yeah, you've seen ugh. the people in China that uh, uh, use falcons as their sort of hunting tool. Well, that's, you know, you yeah. see them on their wrists, the big falcon claws. Yes, or, yes, or exactly. Or whatever it is, yes. really. So here's the, the last fact that I found out about uh, eagles from this, uh, this raptor center in Alaska. I'll let you guess the number. Okay, this is going to be bad. Go ahead, go for it. <laughs> How many times are eagles mentioned in the Bible? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me guess. Is it ding, over 100? Ding, ding, ding. No. Ding, ding, over 50? Ding. No. Ding, ding, 10. Ding, ding, over 10? Ding, 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 ding. Dang, I don't know. 30. 30? Yes. Wow. Yeah, 30 times. Wow, that's interesting. Speaking of Alaska. That is very interesting. Okay, Alaska. Speaking of Alaska. It's so cold here, it's like we are in Alaska. I, I ended up getting a video from my brother-in-law, who was a crabber for 30 years. And you know, when the boats come in, as soon as they hit that Bay Area, <laughs> they know that you've got scraps. Yes. Either either yes. scraps on the deck or hung up in the pod yes. crab pots or whatever the case may be. So, of course, they come in. I think there was maybe 30 of them. They're flying for scraps. Uh. All right. So that's one thing. Once they got further in, I guess they weren't satisfied with what they thought they were going to get. Further in towards shore? At the bay. Yep. Oh, my god! So they started landing on the deck of the boat. <gasps> eagles? And eagles are gigantic. And wow. they're just sort of sitting there going, come on. Where's our stuff? We know oh you got we know you, we know you got the goods. <laughs> Go downstairs and get it. So this guy brought out this great big like salad bowl with all these crab scraps and just sort of tossed them out to them and they were very calm and very happy. But it's like we're not leaving until, oh <laughs> until we get fed. And he shot this video and it was intimidating because if I was sitting on that deck, oh, I would have wild animal diarrhea all over myself right well then and i'm there. just looking at the you know you just go to the little exhibit here and yeah. you see what the four five eagles that they have they have four big eagle i don't know adult eagles i guess and one that's a juvenile mm -hmm. which i didn't know i thought he was like a different kind of eagle like a hawk or hawk eagle something like that because he's brown yeah he's, he's a, a brown head he has brown everything he doesn't have the white head until he gets a little older what about five years old something like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um that's when he starts getting the the white head, the white mm -hmm. tail, the gold beak, which I found fascinating. Mm -hmm. Here's it's the crazy, other, but they are, they're so big. Here's the other good thing that, that Who Haven does, and this is part of me knowing about them. Okay. Is when they rehab, in this case, an eagle for, for where like I was. Like the one they're going to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. They will schedule and they will announce a release date. Oh, fun. And a release location. Well, over near Rock Cut State Park, they have the Olson Beach, and the parking lot is sort of tiered. Yes. Well, yes. that works fantastic for them to put the dog cage with the eagle in it up at the top. Yes. And, and then everybody every, down below. Everybody gets it, and then that eagle flies over your head. Oh, yeah. sweet. So, of course, they say, is everybody ready? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Get your and, cameras out. Yeah, and here uh -huh. they come. And then you turn, and they just go right over the lake and right over the state park. And So do the eagles know where to go then afterwards? You know, that's kind of interesting. Would they know where to go and hang well, out? Well, lots of times they go where nature tells them to go, and that's a food source of some sort. They're going to find the food yeah, source. Yeah, but, I mean, this is a rehabilitated one. And yeah. Would a rehabilitated eagle know where yeah, to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? Wow. Anyway, well, my, those are my, my bird stories. My uh, fish bird story is not quite as wonderful as yours, but my friend Mark was in Cabo just recently, and he caught a marlin. Oh, okay. Really cool. Huge, huge marlin. Didn't like, know that they were part of the bird family. Well, I, I'm getting to the bird part. <laughs> okay. I'm getting to the bird part. Okay. Just like you did the fish with the crab. You didn't know the crab was part of the bird thing. Yeah, so the marlin was like seven or eight foot long that he caught, and they ended up taking it back. Well, when they were coming back to shore... 
pelicans were flying to him and landing on their boat as well oh to get some of oh, the fish. Wow. Feed me, feed me, feed me, feed yeah, me, yeah, me, feed yeah. me. And then not only that, but a little sea lion popped up. A little oh, sea lion wanted some too, which wow. I thought was kind of fun. So he's got a picture of the pelican and a sea lion. And he caught the marlin. Yeah, he ended up catching five of them. He released four and they kept one. What a day. Yeah, big time for him. Wow, good for him. Isn't that cool? Yeah. This is not bird related, but it's fish related. Um, well, we got when I was, well, we're, we can, yeah, fish we, is in here, koi is in yeah, here, so we're still yeah, New Haven. Yeah, we, yeah, we go <laughs> off in 40 different directions anyway. Um, we were down vacationing, and maybe I was 10, maybe a little bit older, and my dad says, well, let's go deep sea fishing. You know, you, oh, buy, yes. you buy an excursion, yes. okay? Yes. and they're telling us what there's a chance of you catching. Uh-huh. And the one that came up over and over and over was a grouper. Oh, well, yeah. groupers are not as sexy as marlins or any of the other fish that I knew as a 10-year-old. You know, they're hooking us up and baiting us up in the whole nine yards. And I'm screaming. I said, I've got one. Oh, my God, I've got a gigantic <laughs> one. So my dad comes over and he tugs on the pole. My dad can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's big. Yeah, it's hooked. And so here comes the captain over and he sort of pulls it a little bit. And he goes, son, you've got some real estate. I had snagged something. Oh. So he just clipped the line and got me back up again. I'm in the ocean. So what could I have possibly grabbed onto that he would call real estate? I'm not in a freshwater river. I don't know. So I just sort of go, oh, okay. I'm, who am I to argue? And they rehooked me and rebaited me, and off we went. And we did catch groupers. So I wonder if it was like hooked on a I, rock or an old... I, ship that was sank I, or I don't know but how far down do you think my hook got well, in an I, don't ocean? Know. I don't know either that's what i'm asking i oh, have wow i have no clue wow yeah, well i'm hearing i just heard a dog bark a little bit ago and they have dogs and cats here too by the way <laughs> they had a siamese cat oh which reminded me of my very first cat that we had back oh. home in uh, missouri oh. kitty kowski that was the name what what kitty kowski kitty kowski, <laughs> kitty kowski. <laughs> oh, don't ask me why we named it that but she was a talker Day and night. Mm, All the time. But but that's part of a Siamese. A Siamese trait is that they talk. They're beautiful, as you can see by the one that was here. Yeah. Gorgeous. Wow. Uh, One of our friends found a Siamese cat. She was, this is sort of a weird story. She was going to visit her mother's grave in the winter. Oh. So, of course, nobody is out there. Right. Right. You've got the, the, the quietness of the winter, the quietness of a cemetery, and all of a sudden she hears no tracks, nothing. Whoa. So she just sort of kept follow, following, following, the, following sound. the sound, and this poor little bitty tiny kitten, I mean tiny, Aww. was frozen to the trunk of a tree. Oh, no. And it just could not get its paw off of the tree trunk. So no. she did whatever she did to be able to, and she still has that cat too today. What'd she do to it? You mean how she how freed she it? Unfree- yeah. I don't know. Amy's full of hot air, so maybe there's, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's your answer right there. <laughs> Amy, I'll kick him for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. There you go. And we know Amy from the radio station, so yeah. actually she is full of hot air. Bad, bad <laughs> Did boy. I ever tell you about the... Um, the 10-year birthday party we had for Eric that was bird-themed? Here? Oh. We were at uh, Olson Park. You remember where we did one yes. of our episodes? Yep. yep. We bird-themed it, and we hired the Rockford Park District to bring out their Birds of Prey educational program, you oh, know, the one that's okay. down at Atwood. Okay. And you could hear a pin drop <gasps> with those kids and adults in this pavilion when they brought out the birds. I mean, they did not move an inch, which was so cool. And then we had... Um, bird themed games like an egg toss okay and then we pin had... the tail on the bird <laughs> pin the no, feather the, on the bird no that one we missed <laughs> that we needed you around for that pinata, one pinata which was we... a bird yeah <laughs> <laughs> flying we actually did have construction paper and glue so you put a design in there uh-huh. and then you put bird seed on it oh and then you shake off the excess oh so, so that... you have a pretty thing yes. well, you could do that with pine cones too make you could you bird put... things yes bird feeders so, and then we also hung a string and used paper clips and other strings to go into gummy worms. And so these gummy worms were hanging about every foot along this pavilion. Well, the adult had to pick up their kid... Oh, and get and, them to eat and the mat, gummy Yeah, bird? match the mouth to the worm. Oh, my God. And so, of course, that was fun. And the quicker you did it, the bigger prize you won. And oh, the more gummies you got in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
So it was it was it was very fun. I mean, that I don't know why we ended up having a bird theme of any sort, but boy, it turned out really cool. The things you learn in the first five minutes are phenomenal from these people that deal with these animals every day. Tim, the first things I learned here were phenomenal. Just seeing <laughs> the birds, seeing the animals, period. First finding the place was amazing. I mean, now I know where to come back to, but it's cool. I mean, and mm-hmm. we didn't even get to walk around everything. There was, I forgot the name of the river road or river trail or something like that that you mm-hmm. can go down. She mm-hmm. said there's a greenhouse down there. There's mm-hmm. a pond, another feeding station or something or other. Yeah. And deer come up here. Yeah. And they have, they have a beautiful silver fox. Oh, he was gorgeous. Oh, you know, he was he was gorgeous. elusive. You know, where they sort of give you that look. Usually they're red beady eyes in the woods. That's usually how you oh. see them. And to see it in the daylight, and of course, very calm and just sort of laying there. He's not red. He's not a red fox. No, he's, he's a silver beautiful. fox. So he's got sort of that silver, smoky, dark, charcoal. Dark, not yeah. a light silver, but a dark silver. Yeah. Really pretty. And, and they just, they look... Um, they look ominous, don't they? Oh, I think they're beautiful. They look like they know more than you give them credit for. Oh, that's all that secret behind the eyes. <laughs> it that's, is. It you know, is. smart as a fox, or sly as a fox. You know See, that? See, I, I knew you'd bring me around. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now it. I've only seen red fox, and we've seen, I've seen a red fox very close to me because we had them in our backyard. For some reason, they're they live in a little area. I think it's in by my neighbor's woodpile or something way over there. But um, it shocked both Katie and I. And this is that when I had Katie just brand new, pretty mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. So we had her on a little collar, a, a little beeper collar. But I hadn't had her on that that morning. I just okay. let her out in the backyard to go to the bathroom and no big deal. All of a sudden around our little uh, ledge that we have a ledge because it's kind of a tiered backyard. It's a ledge. This fox comes. It's a red fox. And it stops in the middle of our downward driveway. It looks at Katie. Katie looks at it. I'm looking at both of them. (laughs) Everybody's standing still like we're all in shock. Like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. What do I do now? The fox takes off. Katie looks at me, takes off after the fox. I mean, and I'm taking off after Katie in my pajamas at (laughs) 630 in the morning, yelling at Katie. Now, my husband's already gone to work and and I'm thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to get this new dog that doesn't know much, you know, like throwing on my coat? You know, whatever. And you live near the river, so what could yeah. go wrong? All right. Yeah. So I get in the car and I start going, and next thing I know, the garbage guy says, "Are you looking for a dog?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> She's right here. She's coming right back to the house, and I'm oh, like, "Oh, nice." So she oh she God. ran her ran. She ran her. She was then, trying to catch this thing, and of course, it definitely yeah. outran her. Yeah, of course. Amazing. I had never seen one, and it was beautiful. It was not a coyote, and I've seen a coyote in our yeah. backyards too. Yeah. It is way different than a the fox. We've got two foxes in our neighborhood, and I don't know if they're still around because I have not seen them this winter. Okay. So one of them is red, and I mean, oh, gorgeous, gorgeous red, right? Gorgeous, yeah, beautiful. And he floats when he walks. You know oh. that type of the beautiful tail, the whole nine yards. The other one is a smaller gray fox that every time I see him, it looks like he was just beaten up. Oh, no, poor thing. He lo- I know he's not <laughs> sopping wet, but he looks that way. Oh. You know, like when you look at somebody and you go, well, either they are they just got out of the shower or, <laughs> or their hair is really dirty and you're not really sure which. The other one has sort of a presence about him. Yes. I know where I'm going. I'm regal. I'm regal. Very yeah, regal. Yeah, I know where I'm going and I just get out of my way and we'll call it even. The other one... Wants to find a gutter to crawl into. It's somewhere. called the Prince and the Popper. <laughs> That's what it is. The Prince and the Popper foxes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it exactly. Hey, we've got a three by five card. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. good. Because I had one, but I, yeah. Okay. This is from Nick in Caldwell, Idaho. The most influential gesture someone has ever given you. Influential now, gesture? Yes. And I don't mean somebody flipping you the bird. No pun oh, that's intended. That's what I was going to say. Ha ha ha. No, no. It's yeah. not like that. Influential uh, gesture. Uh, I don't really understand that, but maybe... Well, uh, this is how I interpret okay. it. This will maybe make you think of something. Okay. My grandfather Larson and his brother Bryce Larson mm-hmm. were adamant about handshakes. Oh, okay. Yes. You need to have a firm handshake. You need to shake the hand of people you meet. And they were teaching me this when I was very, very young. Mm. So I'm sort of a handshake guy. Mm-hmm. So the pandemic was torture for me. Oh, yeah, because you couldn't touch anybody. Yeah, you couldn't hug, you couldn't touch, you couldn't do anything. And now we're slowly getting back to that. The other one was uh, my dad, who is 90 years old, 
we were in his back 40. It literally has 40 acres. Okay. We were checking on the cattle and stuff like that. Right, right. And Dad says, here, have a seat on this stump. Okay. Now, that's either I'm going to tell you about my will. Uh, <laughs> or I'm going to tell you a story. Or you're going to get or, out of the way. Or, and what, this is what it turned out to, he wanted to hear a story from me. Oh, really? Yes. So we sat there for the better part of two hours, and that, to me, was an influential gesture. Because we could have just stood there. We yeah. could have kept walking, but this was more intentional. Hmm. Yeah. So does that help you at hmm. all? No, the only gesture I was thinking <laughs> is this. Uh-uh. Oh, the you know, truck yeah, for the truckers. Uh-uh. When you're thinking a gesture. Yeah. No, that was it. <laughs> that or flipping the bird, but you already said that didn't count. Flipping I do the bird. like the flipping the bird thing. There were who Somebody haven't. Is, I Come know. on, that's pretty that's pretty quick of one or both of us or neither well, of us. Oh yeah, I'm that's so true sure. too. Okay, so I've got this I ended up putting it on here because I was afraid I was gonna lose the paper, which I didn't get it in here anyway, so it wasn't in my backpack. But let me tell you this one. This one actually came from Katie Joe. I was like, oh, I like that because that's my dog's name. So your dog <laughs> did not submit this? No, my this? dog did not uh, submit this. Okay. And I got to find it real quick for you All now. Right. Let's see. And right. it's um, and it, it's actually from Tennessee. You always sound like you're smiling. What are five things that make you smile? I'm dying to hear them. Five things. I'm thinking five things. Should okay. That's pretty easy. So do you have some of these in your head? I do in my head. You do? Go ahead. Okay. Pudding. Pudding makes you smile? What kind? Uh, butterscotch. Oh my gosh! Or okay. I mean, I mean, in a pinch, I'll do tapioca. Oh my gosh! Okay. A a really good song. Okay. A really good song. I am not one to just listen to music for mental or ear bubble gum. Okay. I want it to be worth my time. Okay. Quote unquote. A conversation with a friend, which would be yo. Thank you. I don't even know that I could come up with four and five because, yes, you, you know, can. those are those are pretty good right there. Uh, a walk in nature, mm-hmm. a hike of some sort with mm-hmm. people, without people, summer. I don't want humid. Summer, winter, doesn't really matter. This will tell you something about my age. Uh, I want a solid good night's sleep. Oh, yes. And the reason I say that is because you know me and anybody that knows me knows that I cannot turn it off. Yeah, that's true. My mind that's is, true. He's I'm constantly going. You constantly. should see the text at 1 o'clock in the morning or even <laughs> no. 4. She's lying. No. I do not do that to you. <laughs> I not to don't. me. No, no but I, I do I, to other people. But I, <laughs> no, no, here's what I do. When I think of it, I will roll over. I've got pencil and paper right and there. And you write it down. And I write it down. doesn't matter what kind of chicken scratch. Again, bird theme. And then in the morning, then I will decipher it and either act on it or text people or call them or whatever the case may be. There's a couple of different things with that. If I wake up at three in the morning with this idea of some sort yep. and I go, oh, I've got to remember this then for the morning, remember it. then you can't get back to sleep. So okay. if I write it down, I'm good to go. I don't have to remember it. Hmm. The paper's doing it for me. That's mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah, but can you read it in the morning? That's well, my problem. I've you, tried your trick. I've tried putting the paper there with the note, but with you'll get, whatever. But you'll get better at it. No, you will get better at it. You will. I have looked at my paper and gone, what the hell was I writing? I well, cannot read my writing. What but, the heck was it? But then just learn from it. Like, do you write or do you print? I write. Oh, I don't well, see, see, but I cursive write. I've always cursive write. I know, written. but but if you can't read that, if it's a doctor's prescription, then change to printing and see what that has. Oh, see that, how that takes works. way too long to do. Oh my God, you're printing sleeping. Is- you have hours to write it. <laughs> I'm sleeping. No, I don't have hours no, to write no. It. That's the problem. You're not sleeping. That's the problem. Okay, you're gonna owe me $150 after this little conversation. Yeah, right. Because I'm gonna solve your problems for you. Oh my God! All right, what are your five things? Well, first one that makes me smile is just getting these messages from people, from my friends and families. That always makes me smile. But it has to be at two in the afternoon. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, these little little things. When I open it up, I'll look and smile. No, um, another one is actually climbing into bed with fresh sheets. I love that. That makes me smile. Walking barefoot outside in the grass that makes me smile uh songs that's another one that makes me smile and animals and i don't care what kind of animal it is as long as i'm close enough to it and i can see it it just makes me smile i could pet somebody's cat or dog or see that gorgeous eagle that was out there that is one thing that i noticed about you when we were going through here whatever whatever it happens to be you don't you don't necessarily have to touch it 
but you want to be close enough to talk to it. Oh, I do. I do. Maybe that's why Brian calls me Dr. Doolizzle. I talk to the animals. No, you know why he calls you that? Why? Because he can't pronounce words. Oh, no. He can do that. No. And the other thing is, you know, I, I wanted to be a vet when I was growing up. Did you really? Too. I did. In fact, we just talked about this last night because I, I, I was on a webinar with a vet about holistic processes and holistic things to do for dogs and cats no way and I was like oh I've got that oh I've got that oh I should have tried that I didn't even realize I could do that yeah so I was mm. like mm, jot that down and Brian says honey maybe we can convert the garage to your own little <laughs> you know holistic place I was like well listen I gotta go to school for that I and where do I buy beakers yeah. Yeah. yeah right that's, that's yeah. <laughs> gotta go to school for all that honey but yeah way back when that's what I wanted to do my mom I came home one day and said to my mom I want to be a veterinarian and she's like mm-hmm okay fine so go get a job first and so I actually went and worked at an animal shelter Oh, and nice. I did that for a while. Nice. Um, you know, you were what, 14, 15 yeah, years course. old. You don't can't really go anywhere. Mom would have to drop me off and pick me back up again. But I was there and I was around the dogs and the cats and whatnot. But bottom too. line, doesn't matter the age. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, you had other choices and I you did. chose yeah, to spend to time that. with animals. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that makes me smile too. And then my friends and my family and just every I like smiling. You <laughs> I like smiling. I don't often <laughs> frown, but I don't yeah, I, just like smiling. I, I think when you frown, you frown out of curiosity. You go, well, what does that mean? Oh, maybe so. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the only time I see frowns on you, mm -hmm. which is when you know how far is it from here to the door? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mm, I don't know what yeah, that is. Yeah, I'm not really okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was a frown. I've got another bird thing for you. Okay, this is not related to birds at all, but the guy's last name is Bird. Oh, Larry? No, <laughs> no. The basketball player? No. My parent? No. Okay. His name is David Bird. Okay. I found this story on CBS Sunday Morning. Oh, wow. All right. So having to do with nature, he would always take hikes and he would pick up acorns and little pieces and bent twigs and stuff mm. like that. And he started making little figurines about <gasps> three inches yes, tall. Yes, yes, yes. You told and me And some of them are like uh, gatherers, you know, characters. Some of them are Vikings. I mean, there's all kinds yes. of stuff. So he would set this up on a branch and he would set up his tripod and his camera and his remote. And then he would just sit there and he would wait for the squirrel or the blue jay or the mouse or whatever. So he, he fires it off by remote oh. and he would print these things big. He started selling them online. He now has a gallery he has quit his regular job because oh he gosh. makes enough money doing this. He teaches classes, making up these little characters out of, out of twigs and acorns oh and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I encourage you to follow his Facebook because it's phenomenal. David Bird, it's basically stick and acorn people waiting <gasps> for nature to intersect. So oh, my gosh. Here's my favorite one. Okay. Now, keep in mind, you're looking at the branch at a 90 degree angle. You're looking at it perpendicular. Okay, at a 90 degree, okay. Okay. So he's got this little guy on there uh -huh. and he's got like a spear. Oh, yes. So so you're sort of on one of those medieval horses. That's what the little character looks like. And I think he actually has a shield. Yes. But what he did is he made this character's legs really bowed. Now you wouldn't know this because you're looking at it perpendicularly. Okay. okay. So these legs are very bowed around this limb he got but it's it's on top of the limb yes okay and here's this mouse and as he ran underneath mm. this character he snapped the pictures and it looks like the character is riding the mouse i've seen that one. Oh, it's, we got to put that on the website it's hilarious oh, and wow. that is one indicator so he sells his photography and he teaches classes for making crap out of sticks and acorns. Are you gonna Are you gonna do that now? Because you, Mister Photographer, no, or you can't wait. You no, can't I'm gonna, wait around. I'm gonna stick with eagles. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> We're gonna put those pictures on our website, and the website, by the way, is lifes 3 by 5scom That's L I F E S three X five S dot com. See where we've been, the pictures from each episode. We'll have information about Who Haven on there too. Whohaven.org, by the way. H O O Haven. Mm -hmm. There that you go. Very good. Oh, very good. Yeah. Found it. Nice. Very, and, um, very good. And then also you can buy us a coffee. If when you're sitting somewhere and you smell something burning, it's money in your pocket. <laughs> you can give some of it to Whohaven and you can give some of it to us to keep this podcast going. And it's unbelievable how much that $5 or $10 will last because we are lean and mean.
Exactly. So. We love it. Love it. And by the way, whatever platform you're on, please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button so that you get updates whenever we upload our new podcast. Yeah. We'd love to have that. We yeah. like to know where you're coming from, too. So on our website... You can ask us a question, give us a three by five card, or if you want to give us a toast, like Lucas gave us a toast. So just feel free to put it in there and then give us your name and your email address. I mean, we're all we're going to do is say thank you. Yeah. You do not go on a list, so you don't have to worry about doing that. Right. Today's episode did not include Moscato wine, which usually does. And that's not either by design or anything else. But Liz brought these beakers. They look like urine samples. But you know what? But they're not. I well, no kidding. I didn't think that you would okay. do this. But so, she she brings me stuff here. Try this. Here, I try do. this. I want you to try it. There's okay. So we went to the pumpkin time and again and got pumpkins and stuff there okay. too, right? All right. So I had some and I thought it's just me there. My husband's gone this week, so I'm gonna juice these suckers. Okay. They <laughs> are actually very good because I juice them with. Apples, what? so pumpkin and apples, and uh, a little cinnamon and a little um, vanilla. Hmm. So try this. You can smell it if you want. It smells good. Of course, I was a little leery about giving it to you because you don't like pumpkin spice or pumpkin whatever. I could do this as a shot. That's oh. one pumpkin. Now try that one. Taste the difference. The second one is much more liquidy. The yeah. first one's got some grit in it. Yep. I don't necessarily like one over the other. I think right. they're but about the, equal. They taste they, different. Oh, they taste they drastically taste different. And then yeah. this one is just plain carrot juice with a little ginger. Uh, I would take pumpkin number one. Pumpkin number one. I okay. Would. I would. I think that's the little round pumpkin that I had, the little <coughs> little little tiny one. This one was the taller one that I had, and that, of course, is carrots. Oh, are you joking with me? <laughs> yes, I am. Because I was like, I really liked it. Do you want to try it? No, I'm just no? messing That's with really, you. That's really, really good. Yeah. Really, well, really thanks good. for joining us today. We have had a lot of fun with Donald and Karen here at Who Haven. Extreme education. Oh, I will I put it. on uh, probably more photos on our website than you want because we have photos from the past. Oh, you do? Our okay. past stories. Like the Lara Keats and stuff like that oh, that, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. that I that I will put on there too. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. it may take me a little while, but I'll put them on there so you can enjoy them. And I'll see if I can find the pelican with the sea lion on there also. Oh, there you I'll go. See if I can find that one from Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us for Life's Three by Five. I'm Liz Wilder Boyer. And I'm Tim Larson. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. If you'd like to offer a conversation topic suggestion or contribute to the tip jar in support of this podcast, visit lifes3x5s.com. In the meantime, watch our Facebook page for more reasons to join us at another remote location for more unscripted stories on Life's 3x5s.